The times that we've been able to say no has given us times where we could take a Sabbath or take a rest. And then not just saying no, but then taking that time to be restful in that space. And so saying no, I think is something that I've learned in that. It comes with rest. My name is Izzy, and thanks for tuning in to The Pastor's Common. I'm here with my friend, Bobby Contreras, who's pastor of Alamo Heights Baptist Church and the face or the brains behind the whole pastor. Welcome to this episode. Well, I certainly have a face. I don't know if I'm the brains behind it, but yeah. You're a brand. Yeah. You're a brand. Yeah, okay. I guess so. But yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. I love spending time with you, and then we get to talk uh, and, and share our hearts. So that's even better. Man, and one of my favorite things about you, Bobby, is your commitment to your family, uh, your love for your wife and kids. And in fact, I was driving with my wife the other day down... Uh, in, in our neighborhood and we saw your whole family, I think on a walk. Yeah, uh, Columbine, we were on Columbine. Yeah, man. yeah. And so uh, I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby's hanging out. And I didn't want to be awkward and just kind of honk, but uh, you know, seeing your love for your family and stuff like that. I mean, it's been a phenomenal thing for me as a person that's only been married now less than a year. I'm going on 11 months uh, to see that modeled out. We know that pastors left and right. We see articles all the time of pastors burning out or their families are suffering. And you do a really great job of prioritizing family. So I kind of want to pick your brain on, you know, what that looks like for you, maybe what led you to that space uh, and, and kind of your, I know you do a Friday night thing with your family. And, and so I'd love to hear your thoughts behind all that. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Izzy. Yeah. I, that was really cool. And at first we didn't know who it was in the car and then you text me. So thank you for texting me yeah. to say, Hey, that was me waving at you or that was us passing by, but I'll say this. So, um, not that I've already obtained all this or been made perfect. Like that is not the case when it comes to prioritizing family, prioritizing my relationship with Hannah and then us with the daughters. And, um, um, but I will say that there has been significant times in my life and in ministry that um, has absolutely led to making sure family is first, right. making sure my relationship with Hannah and the daughters is first. And so um, um, Hannah and I, uh, this December will be 16 years that wow. we've been married um, and in ministry together. And then of course, um, Ella will be actually from the recording of this, uh, um, less than a week, we'll have a 13 year old in the house. Teenager. So, yeah, pretty wild. Pretty wild. Um, but I'll say this, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, early on in ministry, as um, I wasn't even lead pastor, cause that's a big deal, right? Yeah. I wasn't lead pastor just yet, but early on in ministry, um, the, I'll never forget it. It was a Sunday morning and Saturday night, a storm came through and it was rainy and it was windy, so much so that we have on our church property these really tall, massive pecan trees. Yeah. And uh, the storm that came in knocked like a half of one of the trees into the parking lot. And so when I woke up in the morning and you know checked, checked around, I saw that in the parking lot because we live very close to the church. Um, and so initially I thought it's Sunday morning, in just a few hours, people are going to be on their way to church and they need a place to park. And they got this big old branch in the parking lot. So I ran outside and I did everything I could to clear that from the parking lot. Yeah. Saving the day, right? Of course. Because now of course, yeah. everyone's going to come to church and they can park and it's not going to skip a beat. 
Um, that afternoon, Hannah made this one comment that has never left me. I wish you'd have that same sense of urgency for our family. Wow. Oh, like hit me, hit me then the same way it still hits me when I think about that story. And often I'm reminded, because I think we know, right? Right. We know when there's that tension between our relationship with our wives or our spouses or the relationship between our kids. Um, When that sets in, I'm reminded of that moment where priority should be with Hannah, with the daughters, with our family. Um, Not that what we do within our ministry or on our church campuses is less significant, but it's more significant what we do. And so that's kind of where that started for me was early on in ministry, having that opportunity to just be extremely humbled by the wise words of my wife. And so that's kind of where it all started. Absolutely. So how has that moment kind of shaped the trajectory going forward into your day-to-day or maybe week-to-week kind of work week rhythms kind of, uh, I know there's a lot, right? As you're pastoring a church and also a husband and a father, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? Kind of how's that moment impacted the rhythms going forward for you? Yeah, so it's for sure changed where I'm intentional first. So I wanna be intentional in everything that I do, purposeful, intentional, but where do I turn first? And so that's certainly Hannah and the daughters. So um, um, the schedule, Um, so school just started, the schedule starts with our family calendar and Mm. it's with what we have to do and accomplish as a family first and making that space, uh, making intentional space where we're family first, um, ministry, extracurriculars, school, all follows after that. And so, so we do, we try to carve out intentional times throughout the week, um, whether it's, um, uh, making dinner, like Tuesday nights is the daughter's dinner responsibility. Wow. Um, where, and as you mentioned, Friday nights is, it's 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 family Friday. So that consists of pizza Love and it. it consists of, it's the one time that we don't eat at the dinner table. We eat on the back where the TV is because we eat and we watch a movie. Um, and, and it is all family. Um, and some of the things where um, we like to integrate is uh, inviting others into that space yeah. so that um, it isn't that we're exclusive. Like if you're not in our family, you can't be part of this. Right. It's important for us and we want others to be a part of it too so that they know how important it should be for them too. Yeah. Yeah. So how has your family appreciated that or what does that look like? You know, you mentioned a while ago, your wife was the one that made that comment and you know, out of the sincerity of her heart, what she was really feeling, what she's really thinking, uh, which thank God for that, right? It's shifted a lot of of your approach to family and ministry. Uh, How has that dynamic changed? Yeah, man, I think, so you just said something that I think I failed to mention, and I'll say it this way. Um, I think we could take that critique or criticism from our wife or Mm -hmm. from our spouse and get hard because of it, um, because it hurts, it stings, right? Uh, And push away. Um, But if we embrace it, I think all the more we Mm. see that, um, the softening of our hearts gives the attention to where it is needed. And so, yeah, you see the fruit of that. Um, um, uh, it doesn't mean Hannah and I don't disagree or right. don't have tension at times, but I think it has given us an honest snapshot of where we want to be and what it takes to be there. And so that is absolutely true. And then we see the benefit of it. I want, so, um, uh, a father of two, two daughters, I want them to break the mold of what sometimes is thrown on P 
PKs or pastor kids. Mm -hmm. And the only way that that's going to happen is that they see that they're a priority before the ministry. Um, And especially now they've, they know everything. They see it, they know it, whether we don't think they see it or know it, um, they see it and know it. And so we want them to experience that now before we have to fix anything in the future. Yeah. So you live so close to the church and I'm not going to tell everybody where, because that'd be an invasion of privacy, (laughs) but, but just kind of understanding, do you ever feel the tug maybe to be more at the church building itself and and doing work there? Or uh, I think for a lot of people, maybe wrongly, we have ministers, we, we, pride ourselves probably on working hard. We love to, to do the work of ministry, you know? Uh, do you have to battle that tension at all? Or is it one of those things that it's already become such a rhythm for you that you're like, hey, I, I have my priorities straight and set? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think for the most part, everybody knows. Yeah. So that's okay. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. Um, I just won't give you my address. But uh, so here's the thing. We've been in that home for um, 13 years. Yeah. Um, and it has not been a struggle. Um Hannah, the daughters feel the same calling to the community God has places in as I do. Um, and so, um, and I will say Hannah does this probably better than any, any one of us in the house. Um, she is so hospitable, um, and humble in that hospitality that, um, our house is, is a place, a haven for anyone, um, anyone and everyone. Um, and so we've, tried to uh, create that space. And, and I will say this too, I, I, probably a testament to our parents, my parents especially, um, that kind of was how our house was seen growing up where it was the place to bring everyone to yeah. spend that time. Uh, Family Fridays comes from my parents. I mean, that was something we did. TGIF. Yeah. It was called TGIF in my days, right? Yeah. Uh, some of, some Somebody listening probably knows what TGIF <laughs> is. Um, but um yeah, so it's kind of just a carbon copy of what my parents did when I was a kid. And so, yeah, we want to reproduce that and, and make space to be hospitable and welcoming and knowing that this isn't something that we're just doing because we want to exclude ourselves from the context around us, but we just want to be inviting others into it. Absolutely. And I know for, for me and my wife, one of the things that we try and practice pretty frequently is a weekly Sabbath. You mm-hmm. know, we, we take time. This is kind of where... Off, off the grid, you know, at least for 12 to 24 hours, we prioritize date night. That's kind of our, our thing. And we've noticed just the connection there has been so much better when you're unplugged and, and you're, you know, taking time uh, to do that. How have you seen that kind of thing play out for you on a maybe a personal level? Like, uh, you feel, do you feel rested or recharged after, after that? Or, or what does that look like for you? Yeah, I think that's a great question. That's good that you guys are doing that, especially at a at a at a early time in your yeah. marriage to carve out space like that. Yeah, I think that's extremely important. Um, rest is huge, right? Yeah. So from the side of ministry, there's so much happening, and there's so much to do, and there's so many people to be about, um, which is a great thing. But then there are times to um, say, um, Hannah and I have uh, had a very wise couple. Uh, in our church community, that um, one of the things that they would always express to us, and and uh, they're an older couple, so they would write cards to us. And in those cards, I'll never forget, Miss Sue would always say, Bobby, Hannah, it's okay to say no. And so I think uh, the times that we've been able to say no has given us times where we 
could take a Sabbath or take a rest. Um, and so being okay with saying no, and then yeah. not just saying no, but then taking that time to absolutely say no and be restful in that space. And so um, saying no, I think is something that I've learned in that, that comes with rest, that comes with rest. What would you say, how would you encourage some pastor or ministry leader or, or whoever uh, that maybe has these kinds of workaholic tendencies or like, hey, man, what you're talking about, what you guys are talking about sounds really great. <laughs> how do I implement that in my life? Like, where do I even start? How do we begin for the sake of my own health or for the sake of my family, sake of our church? Uh, how would you encourage uh, someone in that space? Yeah, that's, I, man, so we have so many so many apps, so many outlets to um, have the most efficient or productive schedule. Um, I mean, there's a plethora of them, right? To keep you grounded, giving you alerts, reminders. Um, and so I would say, look at those. And there's one thing that you can delete or say no to. Mm. I think that's a great start. One spot. Um, and then from that one, um, take two. Mm -hmm. um, and so just eliminating, um, I think helps. Um, and it's again, it's that freedom to say no. Um, and so that's what I always say. I say it from the pulpit all the time. You know what's on your schedule. You know the things that you you must do. Like you can't say no to that because it's it's your livelihood or it's your job, right? It's your vocation. But there's some things that you could probably say no to. Um, dates, um, getting a sitter, doing a date. One of the things that Hannah and I just talked about was I think we're at the place where the daughters are old enough that we can take turns. Okay, you go with this one and I'll go with this one and then we'll swap. Um, something that we've never considered before, but right. now it's something that we're trying to implement and it's hard because there's so much going on, but we see the value uh, long-term. And so we're trying to be strategic and saying, okay, you take this one this day, I'll take this one and then we're gonna swap and we're gonna do that next week. Um, but something's gonna have to be eliminated and it's gonna be all worth it. Yeah. So. How does this play into your uh, whole pastor uh, kind of endeavor? I know you're big about health and healthy ministers and pastors. Does this play into that at all? Yeah, it does. So holistically, whole pastor is uh, kind of encompassing of a number of things health-wise, uh, spiritual health, not taking for granted your spiritual health, uh, physical health, getting up and moving for purpose for your physical health. Um, there's relational health, there's financial health and mental and emotional health. Um, so the two that I think of right off the bat is financial and relational. So financial meaning there may be trips that you have to take your family on. It's gonna take finances. Um, there are resources out there, um, maybe shameless plug for sabbatical grants or uh, you know different things that churches can do through associations or the BGCT, things like that. Or there are churches that do have that kind of support for their pastors. Right. Um, so I think of that, that there's gonna be a financial burden at times to maybe take your family on certain things or take your spouse on certain things. Uh, relational, um, the number one relationships that we have is there in our homes. Um, and sometimes we're not as healthy as we should be. And so just making that a priority for our relational help with our spouse and with our kids. Um, and um, I say it this way, like it, if, if we aren't healthy in those t relational areas that are crucial and important, what makes us think that we're going to be healthy in our relationships within our church context? Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. So right, so right. 
So would you give uh, the people kind of an idea of what they can expect from the whole pastor? Maybe give a plug for, for the site. I know I've been super encouraged by it. I know you've actually written about some of the stuff that we've gotten to do together, you know, lunch at Chris Madrid's, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. What, what is it? Where can they find it? And what can they expect from the whole pastor? Yeah. Thanks for talking about the whole pastor. So the whole pastor.org, um, it's a real easy spot. And, and here's the thing, like, like pastors common, the whole pastor seeks to be just a central hub to encourage and be at battle with pastors, knowing that our context needs the ministry and the work of pastors enforced by God's word. But we don't want to take that for granted. And so spiritual health is huge. Um, we don't want to just prepare for sermons. And so um, the whole pastor is a place where you can go and just be spiritually fed or at least pointed in the direction of, of books or articles or resources that can just speak to our hearts um, and stretch and mold us in our calling uh, where God's called us to be. Um, physical health is huge. Um, and so I share a lot about my uh previous battle with cancer and how I have emphasized uh, the need for physical health. Um, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, right? right. Um, but what we do really does matter as far as what we eat and the type of exercise, if we're doing it at all. Um, and then, like I said, financial, it's huge, but I'm also, I'm not the financial expert, but I'll absolutely point people pastors, their families, and their uh, church communities, two places where they can get resources on that. Mental, emotional health, that's a huge, huge one. And so we very much advocate for, um, if you need help mental and emotionally, let's get it. And here are the areas that you can do that. And lastly, relational health. Um, the, the whole pastor is a place to connect pastors. Um, and so whether we're connecting them locally in the cities that they're in, or we're saying, hey, you're in Dallas or you're in Houston, how can we connect you to um, folks that we uh, know out there? And so it's a place, it's, it's a hub to connect people. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Pastor's Comments. Stay tuned for more content coming soon. Hello, my name is David Miranda, and I want to thank you for visiting The Pastor's Common. The Pastor's Common exists for us to listen, learn, and collaborate. It is a space that we've created to resource one another and to equip one another in ministry. Ministry is not easy, and we cannot do this in a silo. So we thank you so much for being a part of this, and we hope this is a blessing to you. God bless.